Hey guys, and welcome back to episode 27 of The Groove, and I'm very excited to uh, present to you, friend, um, please introduce yourselves. Uh, hi, I'm Aubrey, I play drums in Friend. Hi, I'm Josh, and I play guitar and I sing. Hi, I'm Autumn, I play bass and I scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys very much for coming out, I'm very excited. But um, I'm going to start out, how did you guys start as a band? Um, so Friends started as a, a solo project. I had um, a couple like punk songs that I was working on, um, and I posted a snippet of one of them on TikTok, and the video blew up, and like a bunch of people commented and were like, when is this coming out? So I was like, oh, I guess I have to finish this song now. Um, I actually remember Autumn and I were on FaceTime the night that the song like blew up on Spotify or on <laughs> TikTok, and... I was like refreshing my like page and like the comment I just kept getting comments and I was like oh this is so <laughs> wild um, and then I put out that song and then Autumn came up to Philly to uh, work on uh, the music video for the second single Animal so Autumn's Autumn was in that music video before they were in the band yeah. um, and then we got offered a house show in July and I had moved back home to Virginia for the summer because I was in school but I was like at home for the summer um and i asked autumn and aubrey if they wanted to like learn the songs with me to do for the show because we were like hanging out all summer and we've been playing music together since high school so um we did that show and then we like found a couple other gigs through like the diy philly facebook page um and then by like october we like weren't even looking for gigs anymore we were just getting offers which was really cool um and then by November, Autumn and Aubrey were like, yeah, fuck. Like, oh. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, they were like, don't, we're not going <laughs> to do the um, commute uh, to Philly from Virginia anymore for every show. We're just going to move up. So they moved up. Yeah. Um, we were coming up like once every weekend. And geez. it was a three-hour yeah. drive there and then a three-hour drive back. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, we were not wanting to do that anymore. Yeah. Every, every time we came to Philly, we were like, oh, it's just feels more like home yeah so mm -hmm. eventually we were just yeah. like let's just stay here yeah yeah well that's awesome um now i did see on your instagram like the first few posts were just kind of like clothes so i was like was this just like a clothing brand that turned into a band or like so the friend instagram was actually like the account itself is my personal instagram that i've mm -hmm. had since like middle school mm -hmm. um and so when it was like a solo project, I was still like, I kept my like username, which was like Tosh Jerner, um, as the like name. And it wasn't until like, I think November of when it was 2021, November, 2021, that I like changed the name of the Instagram to like friend.phl. And then I made my own private Instagram because, um, I had gotten like a bunch of followers on my personal from TikTok and stuff, so I was like, it just makes sense to use this for the band. It's got like mm -hmm. the most followers, and I don't want to start over. And um, but those posts are from uh, the twins in Disaster Artist. Yeah. Uh, we were screen printing clothes together as uh, Tuna Collective, which is now mm -hmm. more of like a record label. It's more of like a place where we kind of put all of our like artistic projects and music and stuff like that but um and we throw shows sometimes uh but um it started as a like a streetwear like diy mm -hmm. clothing 
like we got stuff to screen print clothes and we were making designs and stuff so that was like the first thing we did together um and that was before friend like existed the only project that was out at the time was uh pops tuna you were in the original pops tuna shirt that's the first one ever made and then um (laughs) cowboy cowboy which was the like indie folk band that we were all in together before we all split off and did our own like much much more hardcore (laughs) side project um (laughs) it's awesome um what was your guys's first show that you guys played together and how did it go um that was our like first show as friend was back in july like mid-july um 2020 2021 2021 um it was here in philly there's a house show and i think i'd only been to one house show before that uh so it was like kind of cool to get Mm -hmm. to like experience that but Mm -hmm. from like the perspective of playing it yeah um that was the sweet pill show right the sweet pill show was my first show the Mm -hmm. their old band cowboy cowboy played with god caster sweet pill and tula vera just in some basement and that was my first house show i ever got to see and i was like oh my goodness before (laughs) any of those Uh, bands like are like got huge which they're huge now so mm -hmm. yeah so it was really cool to see that and then of course you know if you're a musician and you go to a house show, you're always like, dang, I really want to play music. Yeah. Like, that just seems like so much fun. And so getting to finally do that with, like, these new songs and, like, Friend and, like, we actually didn't have that many songs and all the songs mm-hmm. we did have were really short. So to, like, make a set that is, like, you know, a set yeah. and not, like, ten minutes long, we had to, like, add a bunch of covers and, mm-hmm. like, we threw in an old song from Aubrey and I's, like, old band from high school <laughs> and, like... Which is not, like, a punk song or anything, whatever, but, like, we, we did our best with it, and it was a lot of fun, but we definitely, like, had not, like, figured out what Friend really, like, yeah. was and, like, meant to us and, like, how to really perform, like, with that mm-hmm. music. We all just kind of, like, we, like, stood there. I feel like we all <laughs> were, like, really, like, nervous to, like, be, like, showing the music out for the very first time, but, like, after doing that, we're like, okay, this is fun, and, like... After mm-hmm. a few shows, we started to get, like, more relaxed with it, and just now we just try to have as much fun as we can on stage, like, <laughs> not caring at all. Yeah, you can tell you guys have fun on stage. It's, yeah, like, crazy. It's <laughs> yeah, that, that first show was, like, we all, it was so hot. It was, mm-hmm. like, right before, like, right after we played, like, the humidity broke, and there was a oh. huge downpour. Oh, my God. But before we played, it was just so hot, and there was, like, at least 100 people in that house, Ooh. and, um... We had not, like, even now, we don't, it's still rough to play. Like, after even having built up the stamina to play, like, a 45-minute set, like, even when you do a (laughs) 20-minute set in a hot basement, it still just, like, sucks the life out of you. It it is rough. So, we we were very sweaty. Yeah, it's so sweaty. (laughs) Um, But, so you guys had, like, a very rapid, like blow up like yeah. crazy like how did that feel where it was just like what were you expecting like from it all still yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah. i can't surprised. even imagine to this day, like stuff really catches us off guard and i mean we still like in the in the grand scheme of like even like bands that are in philly that are still kind of 
I don't want to say struggling to make ends meet, but like are, are still like not hugely financially successful from their music. There are still bands that are like way bigger than us that are mm-hmm. not like, which is like to us, that's like, oh man, we still have so much farther to go before we <laughs> yeah. can quit our jobs. But um, it did happen really fast. Um, and we gained a huge amount of like fans outside of Philly really, mm-hmm. really quickly. Um, and uh, we actually had a, a fan like two days ago sent us a video of them performing two of our songs like at their high school talent show oh my gosh um (laughs) and like people will uh like someone from romania asked if we could like send some info about the band for their like school project because they had to do something about their favorite artist and it's like it is it's very weird to think that like i don't know these songs that we make in like our bedrooms (laughs) and then are just like playing to people in philadelphia are also like such a weirdly like core part of other people's lives mm-hmm. like halfway across the world is just yeah. like I still don't just like it doesn't fully I don't think I'll ever fully like actually process it because mm-hmm. it's just so like surreal to think about because also the project itself came from just like I was just mad about stuff and wanted to make <laughs> music and I had always wanted to make punk music and I was tired of making like indie sad boy shit and that's two for Josh. Two demerits. Yeah, but I never expected it to go anywhere at all, which maybe is part of why it did go somewhere. Because mm-hmm. I think when you put too much like pressure on yeah. an idea or a concept or a band, like you maybe overdo it. And I think we're kind of right in the sweet spot of. We take it really seriously and we care a lot about it, but we have a lot of fun doing it mm-hmm. and we don't, like, overwork ourselves. It's the, it's the sweet spot of, like, it's it can be super validating to get the, like, the positive feedback from, like, our audience, but then it's also super humbling because we still play to, like, five people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, so, we still are very much it's really great. an underground <laughs> band. I mean, we yeah. played in Atlantic City on Friday and it was mm-hmm. a super fun show, but there was, like, 30 people there yeah. um, which those 30 people you know had a really fun time yeah and so did we but um, it was still 30 people so yeah we're still working our way up um, it, we have a very long way to go but yeah. it is cool to see like how many milestones we've crossed in such a short amount of time yeah definitely um, I did see on your TikTok that you guys are like idols fans yes yeah so who else like inspires you to guys to make your music green day for sure yeah <laughs> green day is very core for all of us yeah mm-hmm. green day phil um there's a band i can't say the end of their name because <laughs> mannequin p mannequin p oh, is how okay. i'll go but they're my favorite uh band in philly like before i was even sure. a friend i was like i like was just so inspired by their music i was like i want to find like an outlet where i can scream mm-hmm. the same way they do and just like get all my emotions out and just like go as crazy as possible but like i didn't know where to find that Mm -hmm. and so like eventually like finding it in the same city where they like started is like been a really like surreal thing for me because i remember the first time i heard their music being like really connecting with it and having like this really like big emotional like reaction to it and being like how can i do this and like at that time 
I didn't see myself being able to and being able to express myself that way. And just like two and a half, three years later down the road, <laughs> like Josh comes to me and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> done to play bass for whatever. So you know, actually I interacted with them a little bit. Yeah, yeah after long. months wow. and months of tagging them in like story <laughs> posts and stuff because every once in a while we'll cover romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time we get a video of it, I'll post it and tag them because I'm like, I do the same thing with idols. And idols is like, they're never, they're way too big. To notice. <laughs> but man, it can be, uh, um, eventually Missy DM'd uh, the friend account and was like, I finally like listened to your music. You guys are really cool. Aww. And I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was at work and I like went to my coworkers who don't care at all. And I was like, guys, <laughs> you know this band you don't know? Well, they messaged me on Instagram. So, um, and yeah. I said something along the lines of like, oh, we should set up a show. And they were like, yeah, maybe. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, but so we're trying, you know, we're, we're, but to even be like, yeah. Having a conversation and, you know, another Philly band, Loka Kani, uh, we have been listening to them since we were in high school. Um, we also had a DM conversation with them. I, I tagged them in something and then, oh, wow. uh, you know, responded and, and we chatted with them a little bit. So it's really cool to be like, at the very least, having like conversations with these other like <laughs> artists that like maybe aren't like huge, like they're not mainstream by any means, but like to us, they're huge yeah. because they're mm-hmm. such huge influences and like, they, they, their status and their, like, place in music felt so unattainable, like, to ever, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, we opened for Soul Glow. Uh, yeah, like, last I saw month, that. And that was, like, I, I saw them play, <laughs> like, a secret warehouse show last October, like, two years ago, and they totally blew me away, and, like, if you had told me then, like, hey, in a year you're gonna like, play crazy. a show with them, I would have been like, no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. There's no way, dude, because they're so crazy, and they're, like, yeah. Rolling Stone's number one metal album of the year, so yeah. there's, like, no yeah. way we're gonna play a show with them. Um, but I think we have, like, so many, uh, honestly, a huge influence on our, like, vibe is an album called The Rainbow Goblins mm-hmm. by Masayoshi Takanaka. It's, uh, he's, like, a Japanese, like, fusion, like, prog rock, funk, jazz, like, guitar legend. And he has this album that's, like, a concept album based on a kid's book called The Rainbow Goblins. And all of his music's amazing, but this album is, like, it's so wild. And <laughs> it's, uh, you just have to listen to it um, to, like, get it. But after, like, that's what our profile picture on Instagram is. Oh, okay. is it's, like, an image from the kid's book. Because uh, he does a live performance of it where he projects images from the kid's book. He's the that's artist, cool. uh, Old Rico is, like, this amazing visual artist. He does these crazy, like, fantasy paintings for the book. Um, So just, like, that vibe. I feel like once we listen to it and, like, watch the video and stuff, it really permeated its way into our, like... Yeah. Like, we're gonna watch that and, like, listen to that. I'll be like, this sounds nothing like... No, I know. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) It's, it's, like, so, like, it could not be farther from, like... What we make. Like, what we do... (laughs) It's just the vibe. Yeah. 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 Goblin (laughs) punk would not exist without it. Yeah. That's true. Like, we really started, like, branding ourselves as, like, goblin punk after, like, Mm -hmm. that album. You know, after we saw that album, we were like, this is, like... It's punk, dude. Like, like, (laughs) not as a, like, music genre, but, like, they're punk. They're cool. (laughs) I'll I'll say that. They're awesome, dude. Yeah, they're so cool. Listen to it. Um, so, how do you guys prepare for a show? Because you guys do a lot of physical movements on stage. So, like, 
And afterwards, how do you um, feel, too? <laughs> hopefully we eat dinner beforehand. We try our best, yeah. Um, I t- I've been trying to stretch on stage before we play <laughs> recently. Uh, that's been helping. Um, <laughs> not a lot of preparation. Yeah, we really do, like, uh, we really go, like... It's mainly the recuperating afterwards. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's, like, that's where the process is. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the method, is fast food and, I don't know, we, like play Magic the Gathering and yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know I think a lot of it is like listening to music on the mm-hmm. ride to the gig <coughs> yes. it's like that that usually gets mm-hmm. us pretty hyped it's like whatever it is we'll put on like I don't know the new um, Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia just dropped the new album and we were listening to it on the way here and it really made me want to play a show because <laughs> their energy is just crazy but um, it's crazy yeah, there's absolutely no like official uh, preparation routine we go for. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. um, part of that is like a lot of gigs that we do on the road. We really, you know, take tour by like, you know, we're flying by the seat of our pants and you know <laughs> we're like rolling up to the venue after driving for seven hours and we've only eaten fast food for the past week, oh. and it's like, well, we have like five cigarettes left and <laughs> a drink ticket from the venue so <laughs> we're gonna see how we feel after the show and yeah. you know once the once once we start playing the the adrenaline really mm-hmm. takes over and you don't think about how awful you feel like yeah. until after the yeah. set and then it's like well we already played so now it's you know yeah, now whatever happens we're good we did the show already yeah physically i any preparation is just like if I can eat some food, like, at least four hours before, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then just don't drink anything but water, like, until after, you know, mm-hmm. I've played. Um, I would have this thing where I would, like, go too hard sometimes, and I'd get, like, queasy on stage. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one time I think I had, like, we got, like, drink tickets at a show, so I had, like, one drink before. I'd be like, I'm going to test it. Like, if I can have, like, <laughs> one drink, no. <laughs> like, I puked on stage. Was like, that's oh, not good. No. Yeah. Try to hide it, but you did hide it. Nobody I, knew. Oh, wow. I didn't even know. Yeah, I, yeah. But, they came up to me and they were like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I threw up." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no. you should go do that. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll break down. Don't worry." Yeah. About it. So um, it's that, and then like for anything we do on stage, like there's we never really plan like, <coughs> little bits that we do. Like we now like after playing so many shows have like you know like during pray for me like i like to like mm-hmm. do that little rise thing. yeah like, that's something that we did once we're like oh we kind of like that so we like kept that in um so like any like physical thing like that is just kind of like stuff that like we either did by accident or just like on the top of our head and like one show i like got under josh and like try to lift them up like <laughs> on my shoulders but i stayed on my knees and i was like yo like, this was probably like a year ago. I was like, I think I could lift you up, and they're like, No, you, no, no, no. <laughs> was like, I, I didn't trust them. I was like, I, I, you know, I, I was like, There's no way. <laughs> like, there's no. Well, it's it just you fall so much yeah. during the set. <laughs> and I was like, You can't fall while I'm on your shoulders, you know? Because I was like, You can't even stand well, yeah, it was by like, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense, but like with. The you, that's something I would, like, take very, like, cautiously. (laughs) And so, like, that's why I, like, wanted to work my way up to it. And we finally had a stage where, like, I knew they wouldn't hit their head. 
I was like, I got under them, and instead of starting on my knees, I started in a squat. I was like, all right, it's just like a normal <laughs> squat. I can do it. And I like held your legs tight, and like that was something that I was like, that's I wanted to do for a while, but mm-hmm. like I had to like work up to it. So it was pretty. It was last Friday in Atlantic City. It was the 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 stage had like a pretty significant drop off into the oh. audience area, oh, no. <laughs> and Autumn had decided to like go scream into the mic while I was on their shoulders. So I was playing guitar still. <laughs> And Autumn was screaming in the microphone, and like a foot in front of the microphone was just like the drop for the stage. Oh, I was geez. like, if Autumn leans forward even a little bit, like I'm like seriously <laughs> injured. Like, and my parents had come to the show, so uh, like my poor mother, I'm sure was like, what is happening? Like, why? Like, but you know, they, they, yeah, it did. It went really well. It was super cool. Like, we got a lot of photos of it because yeah. when people saw that, they were like, I have to get a photo of this, I guess. Tower um, to tower, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what is the craziest show you guys have played or your favorite show? Um, one of the, like, biggest, like, memories of, like, a show being crazy was uh, last April we played a show uh, called Rally in the Alley in Richmond. It was, like, our first time leaving Philly for a gig, um, which was really cool. Um, and we're all from Virginia. We're from Alexandria, Virginia, which is, like, three hours north, rich- north of Richmond. But we'd all, like, been to Richmond, so it was, like, cool to be going there, like, to play a show as, like, a touring band. Um, and it was, like, an outdoor festival behind a jewelry shop, and it was, like, a climate action fundraiser, which was really cool. And we were second to last I think we were one of the like quote headliners like we had like a 45 minute set and um people went insane like (laughs) I I don't know if it was that they had so much space or what but like there was like a circle pit and a wall of death and people were crowd surfing and because it was like outside yeah we like at that time like the version of friend like if you've seen us in the past like few months like that version of friend like only had just started to be a thing at that point like it wasn't really until like last spring that we really started figuring out like the stage persona of like who we are as a band where like we just like beat each other up and like (laughs) throw our instruments around and you know jump all over the stage and at the end of the set we just like autumn tackles everybody like yeah we that was not part of our like we were just standing there playing music like for like like the first like six or seven months um but we like when we played that show in richmond we had finally started to like figure out that that was like what we wanted out of our live performance um so i think that was part of it is that we started to see it was like the first time we were seeing the fruits of that labor of like Mm -hmm. oh people really engage more with us when we go crazy like it's hard for people to just stand there if we're going crazy you know and i think since then we found that like i don't know if there's been a single show since then where people haven't like moshed or at least like knocked each other around a little bit during (laughs) the set because if they see autumn and i like running into each other it's hard to not like you know and i think that's you know that's super important to us is to like bring that that energy every single time yeah, that show is also memorable because I broke my wrist during it. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. At the end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, fun. that was how crazy the, the mosh pit was. Yeah, because I, I was like, I'm going to throw my bass down and jump in there during the last <laughs> song. And, like, I can handle mosh pits, but ever since then, I'm like, if there's, like, a little bit of open space where you get knocked around, because I got, like, knocked, like, 10 feet back, like, oh. landed on my wrist, 
jump back up and then had it happen again and landed oh, back no. on my wrist. And then, like, with all the adrenaline, I didn't care. So, like, I mm. ran back up stage and then I like, tackled Aubrey <laughs> off of, like, a platform into the grass, which probably honestly didn't hurt my wrist as bad, but, like, <laughs> didn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite trail um, is this one we played at, what's the name of it? Crawl Space? I think so. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, like, the end of our, one of our tours last summer. It was our um, first tour, I think. Yeah, it was the like end of our first tour. List. And we were coming back to Philly, and, um, there was just no one there. Like, it was literally just us, Joe and Chris from Disaster Artist. Nate. Nate from, from Red, from Red King. Dev from Slapheart. No, Dev left. I love Dev to death. They left for a set. Oh, I played that? a set with them with, for with Stomptart, but no, they did. They had to make a sneaky exit. Uh, my, girlfriend, <laughs> my girlfriend was there. Yeah, like um, no one but just like our close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, like we were just like we're still just gonna go ape shit like for this for I this see. set. Oh, you get demerit. No, demerit. <laughs> one for you. Um, but. Uh, we ended, it, like, you know, we ended the set with Pray For Me, and um, Autumn just something literally possessed them, and they <laughs> did a back bend, like a, oh my gosh. like, uh, you know, The Exorcist, like. I've seen something, kids something do it. I've never seen them do before. Like, never <laughs> attempted it before, yeah. no warm-up. Like, no stretching. Like a gymnast. Yeah. And they just did it in the middle of the floor. I, like, looked up. Like, they were (laughs) backbending and, like, trying to walk. And there's, like, three people (laughs) just, like, looking at Autumn and, like... I could not stand up after that. Like I I bet. Yeah, I pulled something in my back and like (laughs) I had like I Uh had to crawl to where the mic was and like grab the mic stand from the bottom and just scream. I couldn't play bass anymore. Like I'm glad that happened in the last song because I was like, I'm gonna need help to get out of here. Oh my gosh. It hurts so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like a core like that was a formative experience because we were like, it doesn't matter who's there. Yeah, we really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it for crazy. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who are some like people that stand out to you that you've met in the scene so far? Um, we got a shout out to homie Mitch from Mitch yeah, from, from Angie's and Shine's Kitchen. Yeah, um, we skated with him. Uh, he skates with him more than I do. But. Yeah. <laughs> We're both trying to get more people to skate with us right now, but <laughs> other people in the scene who we skate with who stand out. Um. Joe uh, Mayo and Chris Mayo from Disaster Artist. Mm-hmm. We were very close with them. Yeah. Um, Matt from Dummy Pass and just um, all the rest of Dummy Pass. Yeah, like the whole, the whole crew is great. Yeah, they they took a photo today. Uh, I parked my car in South Philly because I work on South Street and they live in South Philly. They took a photo like with my car because my pedal board <laughs> was in the like back window oh, and they gosh. recognized it because it's I mean it's pretty noticeable. It's a big um, goblin on it. Yeah, it's like a goblin. <laughs> it says friend on it. So. Um, that was cool to see that, like, <laughs> there's, like, people that recognize that mm-hmm. thing out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole, like, House Show Philly crew, Amanda, and mm-hmm. Ben from Lemon Prom, House Show Lemon State Prom. College. Yeah. Um, we're setting up a show with uh, Gabby from Jersey Show Scene, yeah. so mm-hmm. we're trying to, like, you know, branch out really into sweet, the yeah. nearby area. All the homies in Ponds, the band, they're not mm-hmm. a Philly band, but they feel like they are because they play here so yeah. often. Um, Them and the Venus Twins. Wallace yeah. Tonight. 
Love Hobbies for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, John and I play chess.com. <laughs> no way. All the time. Yeah, it's pretty back and forth. Um, he just destroyed me, though. So, yeah. <laughs> good job, John. Attack Dog or um, Wallace? Oh, yeah. Attack Dog, yeah. Um, they're all awesome. They're yeah. all, all great musicians. Um, Lisa was, like, actually one of the first, like, yeah. shows I remember seeing when shows came back. Pops Tino, like, played a backyard show for 4433, and Lisa played there. And then we had them play Tunaween this yeah. year. Uh, they're amazing. They're so awesome. It's so mm-hmm. sick. Um, I love them so much. I'm trying to think. There's always, I always forget. Self plug of Slop Tart. Our homie Dan from Ask About My Films, we kind of like ushered him into the house show scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a film student and does like awesome photos and videos. He just shot a music video for us. Um, but we've kind of like well ushered him into the the scene so people are starting to you know recognize him in shows and stuff which is cool to see um fox mm-hmm. Jewish train and takes uh, fucking gr- <laughs> great takes great three excellent, excellent <laughs> it takes excellent photos um violet really and cool. lauren and all the yes. rest of the haven crew yeah, for sure and even though they don't live there anymore g in pittsburgh yeah, g from the haven set up a show for us in pittsburgh in may which is awesome yeah um there's wow, so I'm many sure cool there's, people. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> if we're friends and we didn't say your name, but you know we love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was at Goblin Night at the Haven, and personally, I think that is the craziest show I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you actually crowd surfed during that, which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> how was that? Um, so <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't crowd surf a lot, which is why mm. that was honestly very special for me, is because we've played a lot of shows at the Haven, and we've seen crowd surfing happen, and there's been a lot of times where we're like, we want to do it, but mm-hmm. we just got to like find the right time. And my first time actually ever crowd surfing was with Josh when we were in high school. We went to this uh, festival called Shamrock Fest, and I was there with my brother. And my brother picks Josh up, throws him, (laughs) crowd surfs perfectly. Great. And right after, he was like, you want to go up? And I was like, yeah. He picks me up, throws me, and no one catches me. And I fall straight to the ground, like on (laughs) my back. And then everyone's like, oh, oh, and then picks me up and slowly, like, crowd surfs me. So, like, since then, I, like, did not crowd surf until that night at the Haven, which I was just, like, that show is a whole blur. None of us who were playing any of the instruments really remember anything (laughs) from it because we were just, like, in that zone of just, like... Yeah, it's a a real blur. I mean, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Because just, like, we didn't play, like songs yeah, like, yeah. It was all, i mean i don't i'm sure people picked up on this but it was all improvised none of those songs mm-hmm. had been written oh wow it yeah was all just a jam session um which we had done a couple times before and i don't think we were ready for like the energy of like mm-hmm. we had rehearsed it like jamming together and just writing songs in the moment and we were like oh my god these sound so good like this will be so great and then we get in the room, and there's, like, 60, 70 people there, yeah. and the sound system is, like, we can't hear each other, mm. and it's, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it, it felt like, you know, getting pushed into the deep end yeah, when 100%. you've been swimming with the floaties <laughs> the whole time. You know, we were, like, whoa, this is a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, but it was a, a wild experience, especially because, yeah, I mean, 
none of us knew what was going to happen. I think we ended the set like three times and then just kept going. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're done, we're done. And then we were like, okay, one more song, one more song. Um, yeah, I, I really do not remember like a lot of the set though. Um, yeah. It, it, was, it was such a blur. We were wearing like these glasses mm-hmm. that were like space glass. I, I don't know, I think that added a lot to it. So anytime I yeah. looked up, I would see the others wearing that and I was like, this is surreal. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're surrounded by goblins. I think we, we had just gotten really hooked on the idea of like it'll be so cool to have friend and disaster artist on the bill and then we play a set like together and don't play either of our sets like we my were mind like, was blown like, we were just, like, <laughs> the whole for like three months we'd set up the show like months before we were like this is gonna be so cool <laughs> no because i went outside like everyone goes outside between right. sets and i come back in and olivia who's behind the bar she was like there's something about to happen that you are not prepared for. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, turn around. And I turn around, and there's two drum kits. And I was like, you're joking. <laughs> I was like, this is not actually happening. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. And it was crazy. Joe and Autumn and I had gone to see OCs a few mm-hmm. weeks before. I don't know. It was something like a month ago. Maybe a month or before. They, they, I don't know, yeah. They are, like, huge artistic inspiration. And mm-hmm. for that, like, project, the five of us together, High Future People, I think yeah. they're inspiration and they do two drum kits and after seeing that we were like we yep. had like we had already practiced once with two drum kits but we were like we have to do two drum kits because yeah. watching them play like in perfect unison is just like the coolest thing it's ever. So they're, awesome. and they're so good and they're such a but i think it was really a great experience for us because it also like we learned we were like this project will be so awesome once we write, yeah, we were like, we have to have written music because we need like a map to guide yeah. us yeah. through this, this night because the energy is just too much to like. It's mm-hmm. crazy, but it yeah. was a really cool experience to, to like learn that in the moment and be like, mm-hmm. whoa, we are not in control of what's happening <laughs> right now. Because mm-hmm. I think that was a big part of it was once we started playing, I was like, oh my god, like this whole room is completely out of our control, like. Oh my gosh, it was wild. Like, I actually ended up holding on to the mic stand because I was in the front row. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I was in the front row and people just kept pushing me and I saw, like, a very expensive microphone. I I think it was probably Danny's microphone Mm -hmm. for the video he was seeing. Oh, yeah. But I was like, that's going to get so messed up. So I was, like, holding Mm -hmm. it and everyone was like... Killing me, but it was fun. Yes. <laughs> Very fun. So Autumn, you're also in Slop Tart. Yes. And I know you both played you played Slop Tart and Friend at the Lamoka yes. together. How did you do that? Because you uh, are, you have a very crazy stage presence and I don't know. Um yeah, definitely. Slop Tart first. Is the way to go. I can't do anything mm-hmm. after the friend set. I'm normally <laughs> gasping for air. And, like, if someone comes up to talk to me, be like, good set after, like, directly after, mm-hmm. I'll give them, like, a... Because <laughs> I am trying not to throw up. Mm-hmm. And just trying to, like, contain myself and, like, be good, get air. I'm, like, covered in sweat. So I was like, there's no way I can play drums after mm-hmm. a set like that. I get the same... I get really sweaty and, like, really hot when I play drums, but generally I don't feel, like, queasy and sick to my stomach mm-hmm. afterwards. So I was like, okay, do drum set first, band in between, then friend set. But I think one time I did it, like, directly after another, and that was, like, 
a little much, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I do to do it. Just hope for the best, generally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the hardest one that I did, though, was when we played outside Temple Campus, like oh, the yeah. Cecil Skate Park. Hot. It was hot. It was really hot outside, and I had just gotten like my cast for my wrist mm-hmm. after breaking my wrist, so I had to play drums with it on mm. and then play bass with it on. And it was just like, it, it probably made me into a better musician, but it was like <laughs> playing music on hard mode. It was like so difficult because Damn. couldn't hold the stick properly, had to hold it with four of my oh, fingers, geez. and like could not use my thumb in one hand. And then for bass, like I had to like do finger picking, but mm-hmm. my like fingers were like raised a little bit off yeah. my bass because it would be like the cast like kept it far away, so I like angle it weird. It was it was <laughs> frustrating, rough. but yeah. <laughs> Um, and you guys just filmed your Exterminate music video at your last... That wasn't your last show, but it was a few... Yeah, it was our last show in Philly. Yeah, yeah. and how was that? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh. Everybody was really cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I actually had... I broke my guitar right at the beginning of the set. Oh, um, because I'm stupid, and I <laughs> really like to just... Like, right at the beginning of the set, I do stupid stuff. How'd you do it? How'd you break the guitar? So what I did was uh, the input where the uh, instrument cable goes in um, had been kind of loose for a while, and I just, like, kept tightening it and tightening it, and it was getting looser and looser. And um, I've been doing this thing where I'll, like, rub the, like, neck of the guitar along, like, the ceiling or, like, a, like an amp or something just to mm-hmm. get, like, a ton of noise out of it. Um, so Autumn and I both just pushed our guitars up against the ceiling when <laughs> rubbing them. But because the instrument cable was in there, it, like, knocked it loose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the input electronic fell into the guitar. And the, like, nut and the washer that were on it fell on the ground. And so after we played Mr. Nice Guy yeah. and Autumn realized that my guitar wasn't working, so they played through, like, the, the yeah. parts that we need. So it, it actually, I thought it sounded really cool playing with just the bass. Like, honestly, cool, yeah. it sounded pretty cool. And yeah. it was fun to, like, not be playing guitar and just have. But um, after the first song, I was like, hey, can I borrow someone's guitar? And um, uh, someone from the... Uh, um, from C4 Dolphin uh, lent me their guitar and it was a beautiful instrument I was very nervous about playing it because I play really aggressively and so I was trying to be really conscious of like not like because the way I play guitar like definitely messes up the intonation of my instrument <laughs> but my guitar was $90 so I don't care about it yeah. at all uh, I've done heinous <laughs> things to it um, so I was really nervous about playing their guitar because I was like, okay, I really need to not mess up this instrument. It's gorgeous. Um, and so for the music video, uh, the see, the parts in the video where I'm playing guitar, it's actually not my guitar. So Dan kind of edited around it because, like, you know, I feel like my guitar is, like, an iconic part. It's of, a staple. Like, yeah. the, the friend visual is, like, my, like, scribbled on, you know, white yeah. Squire Mustang. Um, but... The shoot was cool, and everybody, like, took direction really well and, like, really gave their energy when Dan asked them to, like, scream into the camera, and (laughs) they all, like, we needed a scene where our friend Jonathan, our friend and roommate Jonathan, uh, who's the, like, businessman in the video getting, like, beaten up by the crowd, uh, we needed shots of him in the mosh pit, and they were like, well, can we, like, we should have someone crowd surf, and so then they put some up on the crowd, and it was, like, 20 people they like put oh someone gosh, up on the crowd really in this like tiny place, narrow bar <laughs> and we were like oh my god they're going so hard so it was really cool to see people really
got some great footage. Dan actually like sent us the finished video yesterday morning. That's cool. So I think it's gonna come out tomorrow. Yeah, the clip looks awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited. Really excited about it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure by the time this interview comes out, it'll be like weeks ago that the video came out. I mean, this this is coming out tomorrow. Oh, well, <laughs> perfect. So, so yeah. right now, the video's out right now. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Watch it on um, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, um, but also, congratulations on your vinyl record. Um, I is it sold out now? Or no, we still have some available online. Uh, okay. We sold, I think about. We definitely sold half of our stock for sure. Wow. We have a couple, just uh, physical copies mm-hmm. that we have to sell at shows. Um, so we'll sell those until they sell out. Um, so come to. We're playing two shows this weekend. I think. Uh, one at Pure and Loving and one with Hauscher Philly, but I don't know. I'm really disorganized, so we'll have to <laughs> keep, check our Instagram. <laughs> we'll come see us at a show and we'll sell yeah. you one. Um, but once we sell out of them, we'll do like another pressing. Uh, pressing awesome. Because so, um, my friend Nicasia pre-ordered it. She goes awesome. here. She <laughs> loves you guys. Oh, that's so but um, how does that feel, like having an album on vinyl? I, I was very emotional. When yeah. I, it really is a huge deal. I started collecting vinyl like freshman year of high school, and um, my mom gave me her record player that she had when she was in college in the like 80s and 90s. So, um, and I, I still have that thing in my room. Um, so I've been collecting vinyl for a really long time, and I would like get records from bands that I thought were super cool, and I always thought it was such a like was such an affirming thing of like they're a real band like mm-hmm. they have a record mm-hmm. you know yeah like, they have a physical record that you can buy and you put it on your record player and you listen to it and it's like it feels a lot more immortalizing mm-hmm. than streaming services mm-hmm. which is weird because it's like a physical thing that can be destroyed or whatever but it just feels so like yeah like it's on with. vinyl like it's yeah. real you know and we did a like live to vinyl session uh, last year where people requested songs and we recorded them live for them and sent them out. And that was cool, but it felt more like a novelty than like an actual, like, I don't know, having that album album. cover with our Mm -hmm. faces and like our cat. Yeah, you know, having the insert with all the lyrics on it and stuff or something. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it just feels so like, oh my god, like here's this (laughs) thing we did. Like it's like a baby, you know. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's been we've been in in labor for so long. Expelled it. <laughs> so, um, it's really cool. Shout out Tim from Fameless Records. Uh, we met him at a show October of 2021, and he wanted to get us as part of his zine. And then we recorded like a live thing that went on a compilation record for his uh, company. And then you know, I said, Tim, can we please you know find a way to get our album pressed onto vinyl and he's like no problem and he did all of it for us and it really is it feels like something that you need to be signed to a label to do and it's Mm -hmm. cool that we were able to do it as an independent because we're not ready to like Mm -hmm. sign away you know our creative freedom and our all those things and it's really cool that you know we were able to just meet someone who's able to help us do that Mm -hmm. while maintaining our like independence as artists so awesome and now that you guys are, like, big, do people recognize you when they see you out sometimes? Occasionally. Or? 
every once in a while, um, I was out with my coworker, and we went to a Starbucks, and the barista was like, hey, I, I know your band. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, like, have you come to a show? And they were like, no. <laughs> and I was like, that really threw me for a loop, because like, most of the times we get recognized as like, at shows, like, yeah. I was running merch for Disaster Artist once, and people, like, recognized that mm-hmm. I was, like, a friend. Um, but they were like, yeah, I just I just know your band. And I was like, that's... That Wild. felt weird, because I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, they perceive... How do you, how yeah. do you know? Like, how? Like, you haven't seen us live, you know? So yeah. it's, it's weird to think that we exist in the minds of people who yeah. have never seen us in person before. Like, it is weird. And sometimes it's like one of those things you have to kind of be like, mm, I'm actually going to not think about that. <laughs> yeah, it, you it, don't It can wanna... get really weird sometimes yeah. to mm-hmm. think about, but um, I don't know. Sometimes being, you know, the the impossible weight of being perceived <laughs> sometimes <laughs> feels like too much to bear, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's worth it to, you know, get to do that sometimes. Yeah, because Antihero was your first mm-hmm. that you released, but I know someone did dress as that for Halloween. Yes, actually. Um, yeah. That was that was super cool. Um, I was like, whoa, dude. That's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I didn't even really, I didn't put that much thought into, like, the costume for that shoot. I was just like, it's like a very loose, like, mm, big air quotes concept album. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really telling a story or anything, but it's just kind of like, you know, grimy, you know, <laughs> Philadelphia, like, vigilante stuff so I don't know I was like well I should wear like a ski mask and have a cape you know Mm -hmm. and you know this guy would probably be smoking a cigarette so I I drew an A on my chest I was like I didn't put that much thought into it and then the fact that someone was like this is my Halloween costume this year (laughs) and so then when people asked you know Oh, what are you? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, I'm the album cover of the... I was like, okay, that's like... That's <laughs> that's too much to think about. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? It's gotta be cool, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. No, it's yeah. incredibly... So impossibly humbling to know that someone, like, values what we've made that much that mm-hmm. they are willing to, you know, put effort into making a costume. <laughs> you know, it, it's, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's it. like, it's, it's so, it's more than I can possibly put into words, like, what that means to us as, like, artists. Yeah. That yeah. we were able to even have, like, one tiny iota of an impact mm-hmm. on the world. It's like, Definitely. that's really, like, what it's all about, so. Now, Pray For Me and Braces are, like, kind of your big songs. Right. Um, what are your guys' favorite songs Ooh, of yours? It's a great it's question. It's a rough question, um, but... <laughs> Rush is crazy underrated. Uh, that song, I, that is the song probably where, like, I'm most proud of the production of it. I feel like it sounds just like it was ripped from, like, a Beastie Boys album. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love listening to that song, and also Autumn and Aubrey both have verses on it, which, like, really makes me feel like it's a Beastie Boys song, because I just, <laughs> I, I don't know, like... I, I love that song, and I feel like it's a really great example of, you know, the other side of Friend, because I think what we're most known for, especially in Philly, is, like, this live, mm-hmm. like, chaotic noise sound that we have, and that comes through in a lot of our songs on record, but I also think there's this, like, 
a lot of heavy production that goes into like a lot of the songs on our albums and I think that song is one of the most like what's one of the best examples of like how cool some of our stuff is mm-hmm. when we like really put a lot of effort into the production of it you know mm-hmm. um for me my I guess my favorite one now is technically not out yet but oh, I wasn't even thinking about the new it's songs. the it's the last song on our new album that will be coming out I don't know if you want me to leak the name or not but nah yeah we'll wait for <laughs> that one not yet but that one is like nah, a song. Nah, you can tell. You can say. If <laughs> you want to. Okay, that's that's one that we uh, when we like wrote it and like Josh came and was like, "Yo, like here's this like guitar little bit and like this like little part of a song." And we were like, I helped them write lyrics for the uh, first verse. We're like, this is so cool. And we just kept on like adding more to it. And it's well, the now the process was so cool because you like didn't have lyrics i i needed a melody and i'm not like i think my like one of my weakest like songwriting places is finding like a good like unique and interesting melody for guitar parts like i have hundreds and hundreds of files on my computer of just like guitar tracks or just bass tracks and autumn is really good at finding melodies so they just sang gibberish and then i like converted the gibber i like wrote lyrics that fit into the like like I don't, I don't know what the word is the the the, gibberish. Um, the meter gibberish, of yeah. like the gibberish that they had uh, written, and that's like where the song came from. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like one of the coolest like times that we like used our individual strengths to write a song. Was like Autumn had such a clear idea of like the melody like musically, and then I had like the like the writing like the yeah. lyrics of it. So yeah, that's I, a song. I that was so yeah. Cool. It's the song I listened to. I'm like, there's no way we wrote this. Like, this <laughs> is like actually insane. And then with recording the yeah. guitar. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. Autumn, Autumn and Aubrey recorded. There's like a an orchestral arrangement at the end that is a like lap slide guitar that Aubrey had in his parents' shed that we ran through a bunch of effects pedals, um, and then Autumn was playing like an organ. And they played it at the same time. We recorded it live for, like, the end of the song. And it's just, like, this uh, beautiful, like, the song opens up. It's like, ah, this angelic <laughs> yeah. arrangement um, yeah. that was, like, totally improvised, like, right on the spot. And it's, like, it's really yeah. cool to it's, just listen to that and be like, oh, man, remember when we did that? Yeah. Like, a week ago. That was it so does, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for songs that are out, my favorite's probably Guillotine, because that's, like, Josh wrote, like, all the lyrics on that, and that's probably my favorite message. In the mm-hmm. song we have, we have a lot of really, like, important messages that I think are, like, hidden within, like, Definitely. you know, whatever we're screaming about, but that one <laughs> is one that always, like, makes me, I don't know, hopeful is the word. It's all about just, like, unifying and, like, coming together mm-hmm. to, like, you know, make a change, because we can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Support the Temple Grad Student Union, by the way, mm-hmm. in that in that vein. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Um, my favorite is probably Alpha Male. Okay. Um, <laughs> goes really hard. Um, I think it's a good. The lyrics are good. Like, <laughs> I, feel like I feel pretty strongly about like the subject. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really fun to play. Mm, it's really, it is really, it's it's very quickly becoming like my favorite song to yeah. play in the live.
realize that. Um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it's also, we were doing this recording technique on Mr. Nice Guy where I write a lot of guitar tracks to like drum beats, like samples or loops that I'll find. And um, sometimes they'll be so like key to the sound of the song that like we'll keep them. Um, but we also really wanted the song to have like a driving, you know, punk feel to it that you need live drums for. So we blended Aubrey's like live drum recording that we got in a studio with the electronic drums. And we did that for Guillotine. We did it for um, the second half of Mr. Nice Guy. Like there were a couple songs that we've done this like, you know, and a lot on the new album as well. Yeah, it was it was really cool to be like to line up, you know, here's this drum track and then here's Aubrey's drums and like where do they I don't know, it was like a cool production challenge and it wound up like sounding really cool. So Yeah. Well this dog don't bite has like a little bit of a different vibe than what you guys usually do, which I personally I really love that song. Thank you. But I like all your other stuff. But like the new vibe is like cool. But like what caused you guys to like drift away from like the screaming to like kind of something more Indie-ish. We love indie music. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. I just, we just love music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arctic Monkeys and Arcade Fire and a lot of that, like, you know, early 2000s, like, indie post-rock sound is mm-hmm. honestly a huge part of the music that, like, we all bonded together over in high school. Like, in 2018, we all went to see Arctic Monkeys live um, together, and I think that's... And like block party is a huge mm-hmm. inspiration. Yeah. Also yeah. the drums, the dr- like yeah. literally I listened to Portamento by the drums on my way to visit Autumn at work at Starbucks. I went to like it was like this beautiful like fall day in like September and like it was just so lovely out. And I just went for a walk and I went to visit Autumn at Starbucks and I listened to that whole album and then I went home and wrote like the guitar riff and like the first like few little lyrics for this dog don't bite. And then I showed it to Aubrey, and I was like, Aubrey's going to love this. <laughs> because when Aubrey started drumming for us, Aubrey is, like, such a, like an indie drummer at his heart. So it's been so cool to see Aubrey become, like, such a master at, like, the punk drums, you know? Because when we first started, Aubrey was, like, you know, so chill. We would play like, a lot slower. Yeah. Like, so chill. And so it's awesome, like. So I was like, this will be such a treat for Aubrey because this is like, this is Aubrey's, I feel like it's like the comfort zone, you know, is the, it like, is very the, the, the post-punk, yeah. like, vibey indie mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, we are almost out of time, but I wanted to ask you guys, what is next for Friend? Music video. Yeah. Music video, and new album. <laughs> Anything. New single coming out in April. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. It's really, it's it. <laughs> The new single is much more of a return to form uh, from This Dog Don't Bite. Um, we kind of, with the two singles, wanted to show the like two sides of the coin for this new album of like a more like chill, like indie, kind of almost like pop vibe that we have for some of the songs, and then also just like the really angry punk stuff. So this this song is like very heavy production. Like it it's it sounds like a hurricane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, I'm very excited for people to hear it. It's probably it, it's it's probably my favorite friend song like that exists now. Um, but it, <laughs> it, I don't know. Should I say the title of it or 
if you want. I don't know. I don't know if I should. I guess it doesn't really matter at all. Um, it's called Nothing is Sacred, Everything Bleeds. It's a very long title, which I also like. It's very self-indulgent. Um, I don't know. What else do we have going on? Playing shows? Yeah, we're, we're doing like, we're playing a lot in April in like a lot of different places. We're playing Mac Rock with Disaster Artist and our homies Venus Twins and Mikey Mayo and Saturn Death Cult and Pawns and Public Circuit, Circuit yeah. a bunch of our homies um, are all playing Mac Rock, which is like the largest DIY indie festival on the East Coast in Harrisonburg, VA in April. So if you're in that area, come hang out with us at Mac Rock. And we're playing Lurch Fest in Richmond in April. And we're hitting Brooklyn in April and Massachusetts to hang out with our our good friends from the, the Massachusetts DIY scene. That yeah, was, yeah. like, so wild that they all yeah. came to the Goblin Night show. Oh, that was I so good. Like the, I felt like the whole scene from Massachusetts came to see the PAs in Philly, which was so cool. That was my all, first like, time ever even hearing of them, oh, and they amazing. blew me away. They're amazing. They're amazing. Like, yeah. Every time Ellis and the PAs put something out, I'm like, great, this is, like, my new favorite. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, June, we're playing Melon Fest in South Carolina. I, though we, I guess we're on a lot of fests this spring, yeah. which is cool because um, that's not we like didn't do that last spring. So it's cool mm -hmm. to see that we're like doing stuff we didn't do last yeah. year. Um, <laughs> Should be fun. And you know, maybe we'll be maybe we'll be playing a show with Mannequin P in the future. Maybe we'll be playing a show with you know somebody else huge. I don't know. <laughs> Blink one of you two. Yeah, probably not on that one. <laughs> I honestly think we have more energy than them at this point. They're old. It's okay. Yeah. They, can have a pass. they did their time. Yeah. Travis Barker's kicking it. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. um, keep an eye out for Philly shows if you want to come hang with us. We'd love to. Mm -hmm. We'd love to see you. Chat. Maybe new merch at some point. Stickers, we are one day gonna get. Oh man, that is it. <laughs> we uh, stickers were delivered to our house, and then I guess the package was stolen or something. Oh no, so that's horrible. We'll have to wait a little longer for friend stickers. <laughs> I know it's, I know it's kind of crazy that we've been a band for. It's usually like the first thing people do is yeah. get stickers, and we yeah, just haven't. But okay. we tried. But maybe that's the most punk thing about us. <laughs> so <laughs> have stickers. Stickers. Yeah, you know. Well, thank you guys so much for coming out. This was very thank fun. You so thank you. Of course. Uh, sorry for swearing. No, you're okay. <laughs> but for the listeners, make sure you check out Friend and follow them on Instagram, stream their music, maybe buy a vinyl. And in the meantime, stay groovy.